This is the Die Hard. Sale winds. He fires. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Tom Brady takes the snap, drops to the knee, and the Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl title. The Die Hards start now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Here's Anthony Pepe and Friends. Hour number two of the diehards. Every time I hear that opening of all the previous calls of all the championships we had over the last two decades, Jeff Dawson from East Coast Sports Investors, I get bummed out because it's, it's like we're in a drought. It's been what, since 2018? <laughs> yeah, tough. Drought. And then I think of like, what's the next call? Could it be the Celtics? They you know, winning a ship, and we thought it was going to be the Bruins, but eh, they spit the bit. But I'm pretty excited for the up-and-coming college hockey season with Boston College that I do the engineering for, and our next guest does the, the color analyst, because they could win a ship for all the draft picks they have, and maybe we'll put our next guest in the, in the open. They win the national championship, and he says something crazy, like they're national champs, and Andy Powers just does what he does. Diehard hockey guru, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, Anthony. And first of all, don't touch that open. I, I love the music behind it. You can, you can argue, you know, I'm sure you're – your nationwide crowd really doesn't kind of appreciate the Boston feel to that. I certainly understand why it's there, but I love kind of that, that sound behind it. I think that's a great opening. I know I, I share your, your sentiment that Boston has been, I mean, I think we've become spoiled as Boston sports fans. Sure. I mean, we went for so long without a title. Now, you know, you go three years, you're like, what the hell's happening around here? <laughs> but, 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 Andy, uh, wouldn't it be great if BC win, then it wins the national championship when we have that call in the open with you? Anthony, you've been around me. We've been doing this nine years together with the, on the radio and such. <laughs> you know, I'm a very, very superstitious guy. The more you talk about it, the more I want to wring your neck. <laughs> because if you put that into, like, you, you understand what a jinx is, right? I don't know what you're talking about. They don't call me Peppy Mush for nothing. Yeah, stop talking about it. But, Andy, they, they, Cutter Gauthier is coming back, the fifth pick of the Flyers two years ago, and a stud player. They drafted six players in the draft this year, uh, three, what, first-rounders. Like This team's stacked. I mean, uh, what size should I get my ring? Anthony, when I was a junior in, in college, and I was I just won the first of my two hockey championships, and I had a beautiful head of hair, and I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, like, look at me. Like, I just won a hockey championship. Who knows when I'm going to win another one? But look at my hair. It's so beautiful. I look like a young Patrick Swayze. And now, fast forward, I'm bald as a cue ball. I don't look anything like Patrick Swayze. Like, you can't assume anything's going to go to plan. Please okay. stop assuming All right. that it'll go to plan. Fair enough. But we can't assume, and I know we talk about it a lot, but the number one pick, Connor Bedard, going to the Blackhawks, we can't assume he's going to be pretty good. But my question, Andy, is what exact impact does a player like that bring to the table for the Chicago Blackhawks? How many wins does he bring? Does he bring 10 wins, 15 wow. wins, 20 wins? Like, from a win standpoint, what, what impact does he have? Well, that's Jeff's job, right? Because I can't, I don't, that, that doesn't comprehend to me. I know, I know that, um, I think Connor, Connor Bedard and, and being able to draft a generational talent like Connor Bedard really brings relevancy to your pro, to your team, to your organization. Yep. Right? You're, you're drafting there for a reason because you were, you were garbage last year. You have the number one overall pick. I told you last week, I like what the Blackhawks have done. 
I think that they're in a good position to be relevant. But I would ask Jeff, what are the Stanley Cup odds for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks? I will look them up as you're talking to Anthony. Uh, all right. And, 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 Jeff, I'll, I'll let you know. They're not high, right? Yeah, you know, you know like how many wins can you bring? So when, you, when people talk like that, like my thing is you're either involved in the Stanley Cup, and we're talking about hockey now, but any, in, involved in the championship decision uh, discussion, or you're not. I don't care if, like, oh, we're going to get six wins out of this. Where does that put you? All right, so, Andy, right. just tell me that was a stupid question. That's fine. That's, you could have just came out and said that's stupid. Anthony, there's no stupid <laughs> questions. There's just stupid people who ask questions. <laughs> hey, so then what, what, is the, what does a coach say to a kid like that, the once-in-a-generation life, you know, lifetime talent? What, is it, what, what does the coach talk to him about and, and try to teach him? And what are the players? How do the players react to him? Do they talk to him? they teach him? Treat him like, uh, you know, a, a, a one of them? Or does, does he still get hazed and all the nonsense being a rookie? doesn't matter. He's, he's this, this superstar player. Well, I can speak to hockey culture. And hockey culture, yes, he's still going to get hazed because it's not, it wouldn't be natural if he didn't. And it would impact him differently if he did not. And I'm not talking about the, the, the hazing that's against the law. I'm just talking about, you know, you got to pay for your rookie dinner. you got to do all this thing. You're not going to get special treatment. Right? Right. And, and that's kind of different because any first-round pick, there has to be a level of respect for your elders in life. You know, I have my Uncle Robert. My Uncle Robert I love dearly. I respect him every day. But if Connor Bedard, when he walks into that locker room, he's the face of the organization. Right? Anybody who has a problem with him is more than likely going to have to go. But he can't act like that. He has to act, hold himself accordingly, you know, show respect to the Corey Perry's uh, of the world, Taylor Hall, who's going to be in his locker room. That's the way that that goes for him, and that will go a long way in his de- growth and development. Well, what, is, what, does it have to, should... what does that have to do with your uncle? Well, my uncle, I'll tell you, because my uncle looks after me. Now that I, I got look you. after him, you understand? I got you. But All right. so, but, but no, the hazing part has to do it. The, the coaching thing is a little bit unique, Anthony, because more often than not, the coach that's there right now, he's going to get gas. He's going to get gas two yep. or three years into this, and then they'll bring in another guy where they'll be in a little bit better position to be in a, a, a position to win the cup. So that's a difficult, you know, situation. There's no way that that coach, that coach is really hamstrung. It's Luke Richardson. He's the coach in Chicago. He's, what do you think he's going to do? If, if Connor Bedard has a bad game, do you think he's going to sit him down and be like, hey, you're going you're gonna to sit next period? No, you're not going to do that. You have to let him play. And that's not fair to the coach, but that's the situation they're in. And we, you talked earlier, you mentioned uh, that the Boston College Eagles going to be national champs. Um, a guy like Brownie, what does, he say, what does he say to all these college kids that are coming in that are superstar studs, first-round draft picks, drafted in the NHL? Does he treat them any differently? Like, what, like does he have to have a different – does he have to – question is, does he have to have, to have a different approach when dealing with kids like this? Well, you, that's, a, that's a great question, Anthony. That's a smart question. From a smart guy, and I appreciate that question Duh. because right now, yes, as a college coach, that is a different animal. You have to be really firm yet forgiving because that's not only true for the first round picks they have coming in, that's true in this culture of the transfer portal. So, if you're going to put together a winning organization in college, you cannot be, you know, you, you talk all the time about Jerry York and what he said about me, which may or not be true. 
But if you the worst recruit in Boston College history, just want to clarify that. Yep. If if you said that to a kid today, you can be sure that that kid would put himself in the portal and be out of the program. And then, in Jerry York's case, he would have lost what was probably the best winner at the college hockey level that we've ever seen. (laughs) Hey, second best player in the draft, who is it? I think it's Adam Fantilli. I think Fantilli, um, who went third overall to Columbus, I think he's he's really just a special player. He's a big tall kid. He played at uh, Division One hockey with Michigan last year. He won the Hobie Baker Championship, a la Jack Eichel, who won the Hobie Baker at BU and then went on to win the Stanley Cup this year with the, the Vegas Golden Knights. I think Ben Tilly will prove this, himself to be the second best player in this draft. Andy Jeff Dawson. Now I'm just looking to go to the Bean Pot, and if you get to the Frozen Four, then I'll, we'll talk then. So no, I, when we get to the oh, Frozen when four. you get to the yes. Frozen Four, I don't want to jinx it for you. Uh, at the Circa, Golden Knights nine to one, Oilers ten to one, our Bruins twelve to one, uh, the Blackhawks two hundred to one. How's that? Yes, yeah. stink. Yeah, Jeff, that sounds real. That sounds like a, to me a team that's in rebuilding phase. They have no shot in at least the next year, probably the next two to three years. But, Jeff, I want to know this. I have a question for you. I want to, I want to short teams. How can I go about winning money? Like, I know for certain Edmonton has no chance at winning the Stanley Cup next season. How do I make money knowing that? Well, at Circa, it's minus 1,600. So... You'd have to. You can bet the yes for plus a thousand or minus sixteen hundred for the no. So it's a lot of juice. But if you're that certain, you, there you go. You're Andy, in. Andy is loaded. <laughs> that would have been. Uh, a, I may, that would have been I a perfect be, trade for one of our goalies, Andy. Right, Allmark, or well, that, um, why didn't we make that move? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know why why Boston wouldn't make it. I mean, I think you're right. You're 100% spot on because Edmonton needs that that franchise goaltender. I think, oh, but the the problem with Edmonton specifically is that they've spent so much money on their front end talent that they don't have room under the cap in in, in NHL is you know hard cap, um, which doesn't get set till October. But you know they would have to make some moves around that to get an Omar goalie. But I think Omar doesn't have postseason success that's the, his achilles heel andy where are you right now by the way i'm driving home from my son's baseball game at uri uh and i'm we're on our way back home and the tomorrow's game already has been canceled baseball anthony is a is is a cloud of smoke you can't like that's why i like hockey hockey the game's at nine o'clock you know the ice will be there you play for an hour boom you're done baseball oh the field got rained out we don't know what it is I don't yep. like it. I don't like it either. I thought you were on vacation, though. We're on vacation? What is that? <laughs> Anthony, you know me. I'm, I'm running around. I made the decision to have children. That's a decision that's going to cost me. You know, running around. <laughs> summertime, I got baseball going. I got people going everywhere. You know, what am I going to do? So as the Coloranos for Boston College Eagles, are you preparing your championship call? Like, are you, are you practicing? Well, that's that's hard for me because you know that uh, you know I'm uh, although I'm the action analyst because I don't see color. That's just how I was raised. It's going to be John Rich, so I have to find a way to get myself in on it. All right, fair enough. Hey, man, keep up the good work. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, Anthony, thank you guys. Take care, Andy. Leanne Herring covers the SEC football. RebelWalk.com next.
You're listening to the Diehards on the SportsMap Radio Network. Here's Anthony Pepe and friends. And welcome back to the Diehards here on the SportsMap Radio Network. Jeff Dawson, East Coast Sports Investors, hanging out with me tonight at the Pepe Compound. We have summer league ball on in here, Jeff, and, and Victor Wembayama is making his debut tonight. It's in Vegas, is it not? Yes. Uh, and tickets are how much? I heard thousands and thousands yeah. to see him. Well, we had the game on early. The game on earlier, uh, Houston and Portland. Houston, Jabari Smith Jr. There was like two seconds left or a second left on the clock. Inbounds pass, top of the key, quick uh, catch and shoot leaner. Jabari Smith Jr. hit a buzzer beat of 199, and I got all fired up for basketball, and it's Summer League. <laughs> but why are we watching Summer League? Because the, the new face of the franchise, the NBA, Victor Wembayama, is, is coming on next for the Spurs, and I'm fired up to watch this dude play against NBA competition. It's going to be good. I mean, he's got I – I heard the comparison, Ralph Sampson, and when you look at the body type. But and, can shoot like Steph Curry. Exactly. Yeah. So I can't wait. I can't wait either, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into all that, and we'll uh, talk a little bit more basketball later on in the program. We'll switch in gears. We're going to talk some college football, specifically SEC football, here on the Progressive Insurance Guest Line. Friend of the show, covers SEC football for rebelwalk.com. Leanne Herring is here. Leanne, it's Anthony in Boston. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, trying to stay cool like y'all are trying to stay cool up there in, in Beantown, but uh, keeping the sports radio Airwaves hot tonight. A lot to talk about. Just a couple more sleeps till college football is back, Pepe. Hey, let's talk about some specific SEC stuff. Joe Milton, Tennessee quarterback. Everyone says he has the best arm in college football. You agree? You know, no doubt with that, with his size and his frame, you know, and, and then in doubt, he's going into his sixth and final season for college football eligibility. So no doubt his best, you know, with that arm strength, his veteran arm. You know, help, stepping in last year, taking uh, taking Tennessee eleven and three, knocking off yep. Alabama. That hasn't happened since two thousand seven. You know, he's going to have another big season. But like I always say, every season, even with his strong arm and and what he has, the thing that's going to have to happen with Tennessee for Joe Milton to be able to even top that performance or come close to it is that Tennessee defense is going to really have to step up. But more importantly, they're going to have to go to some young some young guys um, in in their receiving core because they're missing their two top receivers this season. So Joe Milton's gets, uh, I expect he's going to have a strong season, but it's going to have a lot to do with how how that Tennessee defense can work and, right. and help even him breaks and and you know that that wide receiving core coming up strong for Milton to be able to perform again. A team you cover near and dear, Ole Miss uh, running back uh, Quinshawn Judkins. What's the ceiling for this kid? You know, everyone's excited to see what he did. I mean, he had an explosive, explosive year, uh, first season out, and like you know, to take one from Ole Miss uh, basketball, co- women's basketball coach, coach Yo. There's no ceilings for this kid. I mean, a hundred and fifteen hundred sixty-seven yards on two hundred seventy-four carries for sixteen touchdowns, led the SEC, set the ultimate record at Ole Miss. You know, the kid has. There's no ceilings for this kid, and with the quarterback room and the and the and the offense Lane Kiffin is going to be putting up there. I mean, there is, there's going to be a big possibility that Quinshawn's going to have a heck of a year if, if um, Ole Miss can, uh, can go even better than they did last season. That's why a lot of people said that Quinshawn wasn't in the Heisman talk race because of the way Ole Miss finished. So if Ole Miss can help, you know, Quinshawn and help him put, I, I wouldn't be surprised that he's going to be one of the top two running backs next year, and he's going to be in the Heisman conversation early on. Staying on running backs here in the SEC, Arkansas Razorback running back Rocket Sanders. If you're a running back named Rocket, you have to be pretty good and fast, don't you? 
No, no doubt. And this is a kid already that has already separated himself. He's already created NFL buzz. And you can't help but talk about what everyone talks about. It's his 6'2", 225 frame. He's already got that NFL caliber frame. Now, he may not as be polished in the backfield as, let's say, Bijan Robinson. But, man, he's twitchy for a big guy. And, you know, when coming out of high school, they weren't sure if they were going to put him as a running back or as a linebacker. But I think his linebacker uh, background has really helped him. He's got really soft hands as a pass catcher. But like I said, what I really love to see about him when you watch his film, when you watch him in person at Arkansas, is when you give him enough space, man, the boy can embarrass and make some defenders look really silly in that space. (laughs) And like I said, going back to his size, it's just monster in the red zone. Like I said, he's already generated. Uh, NFL, NFL buzz, and, and yep. he's got the size and the speed. So I think this year is really going into this, you know, and, and he's already separating himself, like I said. The NFL is already talking about him, how he's going to go and how he's going to shape up in the NFL, and I think this is only going to be a stronger season um, with him at Arkansas this year. Jeff, I know you're getting fired up talking football, aren't you? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Leanne, it's Jeff Dawson. How are you this evening? Doing good, doing good. Always glad to, to talk about football. I know when I'm back on the show, though, like I said, we're just a couple more Saturdays away to kick off college football and get back in, and get back into the, the atmosphere and the flow. Uh, SEC, Georgia, two-time champs. We're waiting for Bama to make a stand here. But the buzz is LSU. Now, if I look back, the women's won the basketball championship. The baseball team wins the uh, – the, the college uh, men's baseball team wins – I'm here in LSU, Brian Kelly. They open up against Florida State. Is the buzz worthy? Can LSU not only win the SEC this year, but are they Final Four in championship material this year? You know, the, the LSU Tigers, uh, say what you want from Brian Kelly, even even when I had come on a couple shows, no one was sold on him, but he's definitely turned the program around. Recruiting from NIL, LSU has really built something down there. They've really worked in silence and made a lot of powerful moves. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, every, every, you know, the SEC, one of the toughest divisions, you know, to compete in with Bama, A&M, sure. Arkansas, Auburn, you know, Ole Miss. It's, it's, a tough, it's, a, it's tough all the way around, you know, versus being in the SEC where Georgia is. It's a lot easier to rise in the East than it is in the West. But I think LSU has come a long way. And like you said, all their programs have proven. And I think this year we're going to see LSU make a strong run and, and keep it going because they came so close last season. Leanne and Jeff mentioned uh, Georgia, the two-time champs. They've got a tight end, um, Brock Bowers. Is he the best in the SEC for tight ends? You know, not only I think is this kid shaping himself to be um, in the SEC, but another another kid that's, you know, going into, you know, since he stepped foot in, in Athens in 2021 out of Napa, California. I mean, he's already creating NFL buzz. He's the yep. first uh, Mackey Award winner in the, you know, in Georgia history. He's a two-time All-American. And I think what really sets him aside, aside from his work ethic, you know, everyone says he's a little bit taller in frame 6'4", 230, but that doesn't matter because I think what really stands out about this kid and what's going to continue to set his apart is his consistency in the red zone, especially as an outside receiver, but his ability to really change things up. He's really strong um, as a receiver, but as a ball carrier. You know, so I think that having those two things, he's really going to have to, and I think we're going to hear a lot more from him this season, um, you know, with the, with the adjustments and the changes, you know, without having Bennett as a quarterback and, you know, having to move some personnel around. But Georgia's, but Georgia's in a good shape. I mean, uh, I was looking earlier, you know, about the O-line that, that Kirby Smart's building there. I think there's three guys right now, and they just signed one, you know, earlier today, Nair uh, Daniels out of New Jersey. Six, eight. There's three guys on that Georgia offensive line right now that are going to be helping Bowers and, you know, that quarterback protect them. So it's going to be another strong season in Georgia. 
Um, and like I said, the way Georgia's schedule's put up, you know, Tennessee, I, I, I mean, Tennessee and South Carolina may be the only ones to give them a push. But, but Brock Bowers definitely is going to be a name that we're going to hear a lot this season. I've seen some rumblings that Alabama didn't have a great recruiting class and, and in the SEC they were ranked really low, like nine or something. Is that even possible? You know, I, I think like a lot of people talk about, you know, you want to talk about rankings and, and all this kind of stuff. You know, Alabama reloads every year. I, yeah, yep. they're number nine, but, you know, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't worry about it because Nick Saban's reloading. You know, that first, that second, that third string is going to give anybody a challenge. But I do think quietly that there is, you know, Nick Saban's not going anywhere. You know, there's not going to be this, this uprising down in Tuscaloosa to, to take him out because they're not winning. But I do think that there is a, there has been a quiet, quiet, consistent push that Alabama is going to have to step it up. They're going to have to find a way, you know, because like you said, they're, they're not high up in recruiting, but they're getting a lot of strong kids. Their NIL is not up there, but they're getting kids. So they're, so they're just maneuvering in the way that they know how to do it in Tuscaloosa. But I think there has been a quiet push from, you know, from talking with media, talking with fans, talking to insiders at Alabama, that there's got to be some kind of change and there's got to be a push for Alabama to have a better season than it has. Leanne, final minute left here. Again, everyone loves these rankings and, 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 and that sort of thing. Um, latest coaching ranks in the SEC, Nick Saban clearly number one, Kirby Smart two, Brian Kelly, LSU, which Jeff was talking about, at three. Your boy Lane Kiffin at four, and Tennessee Josh Heupel at five. You buying into this list? You know, I, I think it's a strong list. Like I said, all these coaches, you can make a case for them. You know, I, I, I think we'll move them around during the season, but I think it's pretty solid. I, I think for Nick Saban, as far as coaching goes, I mean, he's he's what you want to be in as any coach, even outside the SEC, because he's managed a program that's on it ups and downs, but it's always been consistent consistently good with with stumbles along the way you know brian kelly has turned everybody's opinion around you know including mine like i said i, I was on the I, I came on the show a couple times and i wasn't sure about you know the way he started but it's not how you start it's how you finish and brian kelly's definitely proven and you know lane kiffin you know that was that back and go am i gonna is he gonna go to auburn is he gonna stay at Ole miss but you know he's here and he's cha- and he's helping the program but i think all these coaches you know from from kelly to kiffin to uh you know, Tyble have all changed the programs, and they're making them contenders. And I mean, when you're when you see how these coaches are in the SEC West, they got a tough schedule, and it's going to be a, a battle this year. Like I said, because it's gonna it's gonna be the last time we see an SEC East and an SEC West. Because 2024, we got Texas coming in, we got Oklahoma coming in, and it's going to be a free for all. Because Leanne, keep up the going to be the top two teams. Leanne, yeah. keep up the good work. We appreciate it. Rebelwalk.com is the website. We'll talk to you later on down the line. Thank you. No problem. Heading out to Vegas next. Bet MGM Director of Trading, Lamar next. You're listening to the Diehards on the Sports Map Radio Network. Here's Anthony Pepe and Friends. And welcome back to the Diehards. Jeff Dawson, East Coast Sports Investors, hanging out. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Drivers switch and save with Progressive Save nearly 700 on average, call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Friend of the show, director of trading at BetMGM, MGM Resorts, Lamar Mitchell's on the line. Hey, Lamar, welcome back to the Diehards. How are you, brother? Good. How are you, Anthony? Thanks for having me tonight. We're doing all right. Uh, rumor has it there's some summer league game that's happening tonight that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, just a little one with some, some guy that's about seven foot three that everyone wants to see. Is it is it a seven foot three guy that can shoot like Steph Curry? Is that what I'm hearing? 
Yeah, something like that. Steph Curry, LeBron, everybody, uh, Larry Bird, all balled up into one. So, they, so, so San Antonio Spurs and Victor Wembayama are playing the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, last I saw, the, the uh, Spurs were six-and-a-half-point favorites. Did you get a lot of handle on this game because of that? You know, we, we've been getting a lot of handle on all the summer league when it comes really? here. So, right. Yeah, I mean, yesterday we had a bet that was a five-figure bet, a high five-figure bet. So, yeah, we did get a lot of handle on this, believe it or not. It is the summer league, and they love betting it here. All right. Um, I know you know you, you're very busy and you, you're trying to create all these different ideas. I have a prop idea for you, or you probably already have it. Hey, who's going to who's going to sign first with the team? Dame Lillard or DeAndre Hopkins? Dame or DeAndre? Who's going to have a new team first? I mean, do you have that prop yet? <laughs> That's a great prop, Anthony. Uh, you know what? I, I would have to make Dame the, uh, the the big favorite there because all right, uh, D Hop is not really looking like anyone's gonna. Pick him up anytime soon. He's in the same uh, boat with uh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he just doesn't want to get. He doesn't want to sign anywhere. He doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to practice. He just wants to show up game day, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean he's a great talent, but yeah, there's got to be a reason why nobody wants to sign him. But uh, yeah, I would definitely make uh, uh, Dane the big favorite in that prop. All right. Hey, speaking of props, player props, how have they changed the business? Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Normally, you know, back in the day, you just get the side. Uh, people bet on the side of the game, the total, the money line. You know, we'd have a couple props here and there, head-to-head golf props or NASCAR props. But now you start getting these individual player props. It's amazing. Basketball, football, baseball. Uh, the, the, the people love it. The clients love it. It is really uh, been embraced by the, the betting public. They just they can't get enough of these. Player props. It's like, hey, when are those player props going to open up? When are you going to put those up? Every day, 8 o'clock in the morning, they're asking about that. Lamar, it's Jeff Dawson. How are you this evening? Good. How about yourself, Jeff? Good. Thank you, Lamar. Uh, Anthony was talking about the NBA Summer League, but there's a team in Las Vegas called the Aces that is just crushing the WNBA right now. Uh, how are you guys been handling? I'm assuming everyone in town is betting the Aces, and uh, I think right now they're probably even money to win it again. Is that correct? Uh, let me double check. I can tell you, uh, as far as the as far as the Aces, it's unbelievable because <laughs> <laughs> everyone we we we're just talking about this today. We cannot set a number high enough on the individual games for the Aces. Uh, every uh, they just you know they're crushing the talent. Even when they play the best team, they beat them uh, badly. When they play the lower end teams, echelon teams, they play the talent level, and then they just wind up covering the spread. So yeah, there's not a number that's high enough for the Aces. But yeah, it's, it's unbelievable what they're doing right now. So, Jeff, did you play them? Did you play them even uh, money? We, we, when they played the uh, last week, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. You gave out your first uh, WNBA pick. We had the over in the game, right. and they were only seven-point favorites, the shortest in a long, long time, and they, we got over it. I told you, uh, it was 172, and I think it landed on 180. All right. Did those guys know what they're doing? Yeah. Oh, the, absolutely. <laughs> Lamar knows what he's doing. <laughs> hey, Lamar, NBA odds, are they out yet? And if yes, who's the favorite to win it all? Is it Denver again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. NBA, it's the Nuggets uh, at plus 475. Yourself, your C's are right. 
five to one. Your C's are five to one. All right. Uh, the Bucks are seven to one. Um, and believe it or not, uh, a dark horse there. Uh, the soon to be, we don't know, but Miami Heat, Dame Lillard Heat are nine to one. And so that's already been adjusted, thinking he's going to go there. Correct? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I saw something today. Uh, Victor Wembanyama was talking about, and uh, in, in Kevin Durant when he came in the league was minus two hundred to win Rookie of the Year. Wembanyama was minus two hundred. I, I forget. I saw it on TV somewhere. It might be ESPN or something. But at the end of the day, those odds seem low. Like, isn't he a lock for Rookie of the Year? You would think so. And I was looking at that earlier today. But you know, I mean, Chet Holmgren. Remember, he's in this rookie class too, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a whole year of rehab. And if you look at the games of both players, they're very similar. And uh, you got Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Sure. So, yeah, it, it does seem low, but, you know, you, I, I, my dark horse, and I'm throwing it out, is Chet Holmgren because he did have a whole year to rehab and All get right. bigger and stronger. And you know what he did at Gonzaga, and you know what he, he potentially what he can do with the OKC. These kids were heck of ball players in, in college. And speaking of college, Lamar, college basketball odds. Who were who, who some of the favorites to win it all and cut down the nets? Oh, usual suspects: Duke, twelve to one; UConn, eighteen to one. Uh, one of my favorites is Arizona, sixteen to one. All right. Uh, of course, Kansas is ten to one. And uh, you're looking at uh, we've been getting some action, steady action on Brayton at uh, thirty to one now, down to twenty five to one. Do you get a lot of handle on, on, on college basketball um, um, to, win, to win the championship? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's a big future book, and throughout the course of the year, we get a lot of bets. Um, you know, we'll get a, several five-year bets on these uh, teams to win the championship. And last year, when um, UConn did win it, we actually needed the other side because <laughs> we taking some serious five-figure bets on UConn. When they were low... You know, when they had lost those games early in the season and when they, the odds were high. So we uh, do get a lot of action on this. Hey, Lamar, question. We're, we're at the dog days of summer. we got three days, actually two days left of the MLB till the All-Star break. It's summer league. Come on, man. Well, yes, you have some action. <laughs> Here come the wise guys in the next six weeks. Uh, NFL futures, college football futures, under-overs. Has anyone snuck in with the, let's say, double-fisted bags that have opened your eyes in any of these markets? No, actually, that's a good question. Uh, we limit those futures and those markets to very small limits. So when we see somebody come in and, hey, I want five figures on this team, you know, we're going to make sure we check the, who the player is and, and what they're betting, making sure the market is accurate or it should be, and then we'll we'll still cut the figure back uh, because it's it's a market that's very volatile, especially with regular season wins for NFL. It's 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 not as bad as the NFL draft, but it, it it's it's pretty volatile. And you mentioned that again. We talk about the summer league being there, and you, you have a lot of action on those games. Do you have a lot of basketball futures in, in the college basketball? We just talked about an NBA futures uh, with, with the basketball fans being there watching the summer league. Do they come in in droves and put a lot of money on on, on basketball futures? Well, absolutely. You, you, you're, you hit the nail on the head because when the Summer League is here, team uh, players come in and they bet their college teams and they bet their pro teams, and we see an uptick in the future book for both sports. Gotcha. Hey, Lamar, why at BetMGM, why should people download that app? It's legal here in Massachusetts and many other states that we are on. Uh, talk about BetMGM and why. 
Absolutely. Definitely download the BetMGM app because you have the sportsbook at your hands. You can go from multi-state to this state to other states. So many jurisdictions and all the markets that we offer are uh, second to none. Hey, man, uh, finally, uh, I want to ask you, the, the Cincinnati Reds have been on fire. I don't, saw something earlier. They won 12 in a row and lost and then won five in a row. Like crazy numbers, 19-3 and three in the last 22 on the road. They're tearing the cover off the ball. A lot of, lot of recent action on the Cincinnati Reds. You know, we were talking about that. I mean, they are phenomenal. But uh, in, in regards to the Reds, yeah, it, it's not a really a big wise guy, but we did, you know, we just, as a matter of fact, tonight we took a big six figure bet on the, on the Reds. And, you know, we do have a lot of players, like big players, following the Reds, but not so much as the Braves. Everyone's on the Braves <laughs> because we know that team is phenomenal. But, yeah, uh, Reds, yeah, they're following them, and that's a dark horse that's going to be uh, a team to reckon with in the NL. Hey, man, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy Victor Wim by Yama, and we'll talk to you later on down the line. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great night. Have a great weekend. All right. There he is, Director of Trading, Bet MGM, MGM Resorts, Lamar Mitchell on the Progressive Insurance Guest Line. The guy's just fun. He loves his job. You can hear it, Jeff, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we love gambling, but this guy, this is like what he does for a living, and as do you. But you can hear this guy in, 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 in the way he responds. He just loves it. Oh, and he's got everything in a click of a finger. You yeah. turn from sport to sport, and let yeah. me bring that number right let there. Let me bring Dave. that number up. Let me bring that one up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun time. All right, we'll take our final break, come back. We'll stay in Vegas, though, Jeff, because we're going to talk to uh, Ken Thompson. We've we got a lot to talk about with Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio, uh, and we got to talk about these, these Raiders. Absolutely. So we're going to do that next. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Die Hard Sports Map Radio Network. You're listening to the Diehards on the Sports Map Radio Network. Here's Anthony Pepe and friends. Final segment of the Die Hard Sports Map Radio Network. Jeff Dawson, East Coast sports investors, hanging out with me at the Pepe Compound, staying in Vegas. He's a friend of the show, and Jeff, probably never happened in the history of mankind where our next guest hung out with Shaquille O'Neal today and gets to hang out with Pepe and Dawson Uh on the same day. Like, that's probably never happened. That's the trifecta. Yeah. (laughs) Ken Thompson, what what was Shaq like? Was was, Was he a cool dude like we are? You know, I would say that, Pep, that guy is the most mellow, awesome guy. I don't know how he does it, man, with all the people coming up bugging him, but he's real, man, and I, I really enjoy Shaq, man, just a real mellow guy and, and uh, you know, gracious with his time and uh, never really got flustered with people coming up, but it was at Lifetime Fitness in Henderson, Nevada, and a uh, great facility, but Shaq got his workout in, had his trainer there, uh, but at the end of the day, it was great meeting him. Did you ask to like bench press against him and see if you could you could lift more weights than him? You kidding me? My wife looked at the picture and said, "Man, he looks like he could eat you for a snack." <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm almost six two. I mean, I cheat a little bit, probably six one and a half on a good day. But uh, you know, all of a sudden you're next to Shaq, man. You're just like, wow, it's incredible, man. But you know, just a just a superhuman being, man. I mean, that's what I told him. I said. You know, you're a great ball player, and I enjoyed watching your career. But at the end of the day, I enjoy watching you in studio, especially when he gives Barkley the business. But Shaq is trimmed down, man. He looks really good, man. He's, he's nice and lean. He's on this new diet and workout plan, and uh, he has really shedded some weight. So he looks really, really good. He's uh, out of control, and I think there was um, 
at the, the, at the end of the season. I think he farted on the set, and it might have been one of the funniest sports uh, broadcasting TV moments I've ever seen. I was literally watching the videos crying. Yeah, well, you would have been crying even more if you were standing next to him when he did. <laughs> hey, man, people that are, that are not crying, but that may be crying tears of joy, Las Vegas Knights fans, they still celebrating that hockey team out there? You know what I am? I'm actually just, I just walked out of the Thomas and Mac like five seconds ago. I was there for Wembenyama's debut, and, uh, you know, I got to go do my show now at the studio. Yep. So, uh, But I'm representing wearing that Vegas Golden Knights tank top. You know, very rarely you'll catch KT in sleeves in the summer out here in Vegas. Uh, so, but yeah, people are representing, and now you got the championship stuff up, and a lot of billboards all over the city, which is outstanding, paying homage to an outstanding year, and, uh, you know, just a dynamite championship on the heels of the Las Vegas Aces last year, and I think they're going to win another one. So, pressure is going to be on that silver and black. We will get to that silver and black, but I'm curious, what was the excitement level, Victor Wembayama Summer League in Vegas? What was the crowd like? What was the, around this, the stadium, the city? What was it like? 22,000 plus, sold out. So if, I, if UNLV running Rebels could ever get a crowd like this, it'll bring us back to the Tarkanian <laughs> days. But unbelievable, yeah, sold out. Uh, you could see the kid was nervous, man. He's trying to be yep. nonchalant during warm-ups, shot a few air balls, uh, you know, and then in the game – Missed a, you know, what could have been a reverse dunk. And uh, then he, he got a nice three-point play, nice soft touch. You can see the handles are there, and the wingspan is absolutely through the roof, man. It's unbelievable, man. It's just so he will still, even though he's got that thin frame, even thinner than Ralph Sampson when he came out of Virginia, the kid's going to be okay as long as he stays healthy. He's a big dude, and speaking of big dude, let's go to that silver and black team. Josh Jacobs, let's start there. Franchise tag deadline, July 17th. What's the latest on him? He's, he's the guy that won a trade last year. Yeah, you know, I mean, gosh darn it, man. With Josh, I, I don't want to see him work him as hard this year. I'm hoping everybody stays healthy in the addition of, you know, Jacoby Myers. Uh, look, I know they traded Waller to the Giants, but Austin Hooper's a veteran, and, and him and Michael Mayer should be a nice combination. They got O.J. Howard, too. Uh, as long as the line does its job, and that's the whole thing. You know, we know left tackle Colton Miller's pretty good. Parham had a nice, uh, nice rookie year out of Memphis, so, you know, left guard. So the left side of the line looks okay. Andre James is serviceable at center, and then you got Bars and Illuminor on the right side. They're coming back. They got some backups there, too. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. The, the line is, is going to have some pressure on it, but, you know, they got to keep Jimmy G upright. If Jimmy G's ready to go, and, you know, like I said, last time I talked to uh, JT the Brick, he thought, you know, Jimmy was walking okay. There was no walking boot. So I'm expecting him to be ready for training camp. But, you know, the only thing I'm looking at is, uh, you know, Jimmy G's always played with the Niners where you got one of the top three defenses every year for him. So you get some short fields, you get off the field quicker. The Raider defense ranked 32 in nine years for Carr. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of question marks. I'm hoping they can be all right. I hope Hunter Renfro can bounce back after missing a bunch of games last year and fit in that slot next to Myers and Adams. Kenny, it's Jeff Dawson. How are you this evening? How you doing, Jeff? Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Uh, earlier in the show, we were talking under and overs in college and NFL, and my NFL under was the Raiders six and a half. You brought up uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, the fact that Waller is now a giant. Uh, Devontae Adams, social media is, you know, buzzing that he's disgruntled. Uh, 
talked about Jimmy G. I think your backup this year will be Hoyer. Mm. I have under six and a half in an AFC West that I think the Chargers got better, Sean Payton, and a bounce back from Russell. If you had to guess today on under over six and a half, which way would you lean? Well, you know what? It was seven and a half when it came out, Jeff. It dropped to seven out here in Vegas probably about six days after the opening numbers came out uh, in Vegas. And now six and a half. I mean, wow. Uh, pressure's on, uh, you know, Coach McDaniels, because the crowd, you know, with the city winning and stuff, I mean, I know, you know, people are going to go, okay, it's a, it's a three-year or four-year process deal. You know, we're transitioning quarterbacks. So, you know, it's the system, the Patriots system. So, I, you know, at the end of the day, they lose 10 games last year that they're right there, one score. If they win six of those games, we're not even talking about it. But, you know, we'll wait and see. I, I, I'm not going to go against you. The last three years I've had the Raiders over their win total, and I hit two of the three years because I got burned last year. But I, I'm not touching it this year. I'm just going to root for them. I hope, the, I hope Coach can get it together and the team can play well. I hope the defense comes to play with Max Crosby. I like the guys if they're healthy. Chandler Jones is trimmed up nicely, so hopefully he can get off to a good start because he was absolutely pathetic and non-existent in probably his first seven of eight games last year when he came over from the Cardinals. So, you know, we got Hobbs and, and, uh, and Diablo looked good, uh, brought over. You know, Merrick's got to bounce back. Epps comes over from Philly. Is nice. Shelley comes over from the Vikings. So there's some help over on the defense. There's some depth now. But they got to deliver. Bottom line, you got to stop the other team or at least slow them down and give the offense a chance to catch up because Jimmy G is still going to be learning with the new cast of characters at the skill positions. KT, they picked nine players in the draft. People are saying it's the best rookie class. Um, you know, and, I, and their approach in the draft was picking the best players available, not necessarily by position of need. Uh, was that a smart approach? You know, I think there's. You know, I think there's enough depth here, and, and I get it, man, going for, you know, guys that you're going to be able to plug in and, and put somewhere because depth has been a problem for the Raiders. So, you know, to have athletes, even though they may not be starters initially and maybe two deep and some even three deep, but they're good, solid athletes at that position, you know, I, I can't argue. You know, i got to wait and see. You know, we saw drafts for the Raiders, doesn't matter who was in charge, that have struggled over the years, so – you know, we'll wait and see. I, you know, initially I was bummed out just the way that they were blowing big leads and losing games. Uh, but, again, there were so many of those games that were right there for the taking that if they can change some of that up and get some of those Ws in McDaniel's second year, then everything will kind of dissipate and, uh, you know, he'll have a new lease on life here as far as head coaching could be here for a long time. If he struggles again and they do go under that win total that Jeff bet under six and a half, then that means next year, major pressure, major hot seat, because McDaniels will get another year, but, man, he better deliver next year. Again, Josh McDaniels going to run uh, multiple tight end sets with that offense. Not sure what the quarterback's going to look like, but Michael Mayer stealing the draft. Uh, you, you, you confident in the multiple tight end set? In the tight yeah, end I like it. I, yes, no, no question. I like it, but I also like moving pieces. Like when you watch the 49ers, you, there's somebody that's always moving, right? So there's deception. When you have Josh Jacobs that you know is a workhorse and you know is that cowbell, let's have some guys in motion all the time to give deception and that guy coming by. Maybe you flip it to him like they do to Debo Samuel. You've got some players that can do that, 
So keep the defenses off balance. Keep them guessing. Roll out Jimmy G a couple times out of the pocket. Don't have them stand back there, you know, every single time like they did Derek Carr. They never got Carr outside the pocket. The only time he got outside the pocket when he was, when he was running for his life. And a lot of times, the, uh, you know, the pocket was breaking down and, and Derek panicked and whatnot. And, you know, I don't blame him, man. Everything's caving in. But you got to do that, especially against teams like the Chargers. You got both and Khalil back yep. on your ass. You better do something different. KT, great stuff as always. Enjoy your show tonight. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Great talking to you, Pap and Jeff. God bless. Take care, Kenny. Best in the business right there, Captain. Absolutely. Thompson. Jeff, have a great night, buddy. You too. Charles Carter and Rock and Roll Control. Great job as always. East Coast Sports Investors. Check them out and find them. Good night. Have a great weekend.